Western Conference Podcast, and we are back in studio with Dan the Man Sheehan. How we doing, brother? We are good, man. We Come are on. good. Thank you for having me, man. No, thank I, you for long being Long overdue. Holy yes. cows, man. And look, let me just go ahead and throw this disclaimer out. We've <laughs> done this before, but we lost the audio. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I, don't Shout out. Think, I, think you, I think you didn't hit record. I think yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll it was a good West. time. We'll blame it on Wes. <laughs> brought to you by Dos Caras Tequila. Shout out to Tequila out there that we about Ooh. to sip on later, because me and Dan are tequila yes. connoisseurs. Yes. But, you know, we got to get into it. If you guys don't know who this man is, you've been to one of his festivals, Cali Roots out there in Monterey, Good Vibes Presents. But we'll get into this whole story because what I brought you here for, Dan, is to let everybody who's watching this know who the man behind the scenes is. Oh, shoot. Here we go, man. <laughs> so here I'm talking go. about taking it back to the streets of Ever Beach. So yes. tell me how it all got started. Oh, man. That's a... That, man, so let's go way back. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up in Ever Beach. Uh, my parents moved there when I was probably... Five. Before that, I lived in Waipau for yeah. a couple of years. Come on. Um, <laughs> He's been so, in both hoods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I grew up pretty much the only white guy in it. You know, like, I don't refer to myself as a Howley, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, my skin's white, but, you know, as we know, Howley is not white. It's, it's, yes. more, of a, it's more of a mentality, and I, I don't it. have that mentality. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I grew up at Ever Beach, went to uh, Polokea Elementary, um, went to Lima, went to you know, graduated from Campbell, yeah. class of 95, Sabres, played football there, uh, and then moved to the Bay Area with um, a bunch of friends. We went to Foothill College. Good old Foothill. Yep, good old, yeah. went there to play football. Didn't quite uh, work out for me, but, uh, you know, I went up there, you know, my classmate, I, gra I graduated with uh, Tanoa Capano, which is, uh, yeah. you know, t uh, three plus. Come on. And, uh, you know, played in you know, three plus pretty much start, like they started three plus yeah. pretty much while we were all together, you know, and. Shout uh, out to Noah, man. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Carl Zinsman and, and Marcus Mal Marcus. And, and so it was, it was really, uh, that's how it all came together. And yeah. I, I fell in love with reggae, obviously, in Hawaii, like growing up listening to, you know, the Itaos and the Gladiators yeah. and obviously Bob Marley and like the first Damian Marley album that came out. And, and that was stuff that I grew up yeah. on because that music is like part of the, the you know, it's part of the culture of Hawaii. Yeah, it's absolutely. ingrained and it's pretty much the only place in the country you can go to and listen to reggae on a commercial radio. Well, because the you know, scenery matches the music correct. as well. Absolutely. And, and it's part of, I mean, it's part of, you know, it's part of the roots. Yeah, right? you know? absolutely. And so, um, and so I, you know, I was able to kind of really, you know, reggae was definitely a huge part of my life. And, um, I was huge in the reggae collecting CDs. I had yeah. stacks and stacks of books, you know, like remember yeah, the, the, CD the, old, books. the CD books, Come on. oh my God, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so moved to the Bay area, did all that. And, um, you know, worked at Trader Joe's for a while. Yeah. And, um, and then I, uh, went to a festival called Reggae on the River. Got it. Oh, man. And, Legendary uh, festival. Yeah. The re yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of what really kind of like opened my eyes to like what, live events are, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, I went to, I saw Oswald at the Waikiki Shell, and that was my first yeah. concert was Oswald at the Waikiki Shell. I was like eight or nine, dude. Like, I was supposed to be sleeping over at yeah. a friend's house, you know? <laughs> so, but we went straight to the back fence. Um, and so, we you know, went to Reggae on the River, fell in love with it, and then I was like, you know, I got to get a band on here. Yeah. And then, so I, I kept on hitting up the the people that are putting it on, Carol Bruno and, and Jenny Foster, who were putting on Reggae on the River. I said, you got to get this band, Natural yeah. Vibrations, on. And um, they were like, all right, all right, you know, because you know, I, I was very persistent, yeah. you know, and got Natural Vibrations on the festival, I believe it was 1998. And it was, it was your doing of getting them on. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Yeah, definitely pushed hard on it, pushed them, pushed them. I mean, their music was really kind of, yeah. you know, like, and uh, then they got on Reggae the River and they asked, can you book like a little tour for us? I'm like, 
Sure, why yeah. not, man? And uh, so you're learning on the fly. Oh yeah, point. learning on the fly, yeah. man. I was, you know, I, you know, I was living with five other, you know, five other roommates yeah. and all, you know, <laughs> all from the islands. And uh, and so Natty Vibe stayed at our house. Like they set up tents in the backyard. Yeah. They, you know, Penny, wow. Penny slept in the garage. They we could the go garage was a converted room, yeah. and Penny, Penny Dean slept in the garage with us, and like. It was a whole thing. Enos was out in the backyard smoking, and, and it was yeah, you know, it was it was a lot of lot of partaking back yeah. then. And uh, before it was legal, <laughs> exactly, yeah, way before. And uh, we uh, and then we started a tour. I booked a bunch of dates, and uh, we did Oregon. We did the Wave. Remember the Wave? Oh yeah, Santa man. Thing? Yeah, the Wave. The Wave. Yeah, oh yeah. It was like it was it was like it was such a cool little spot. And they sold out of Heinekens, and I kept on telling them like, yeah. bro, you guys need to order more beer. Like, make sure you have more beer. Nah, yeah. Don't worry, we know, we do this all the time. Ran out, out of the green bottles. Ran out of the green bottles, and that was a problem. Yeah, like yeah. and so and uh, did a bunch of dates with them. I was making flyers, uh, like four up flyers yeah. at Kinko's. Man, and, um, cutting them myself and, and grassroots. Like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, uh, and uh, that was kind of it, man. And I just fell in love. I fell in yeah. love with the music business. I fell in love with putting on shows, and um, you know, Reggae in the River was kind of like the really like the spark that like I'm like, oh yeah. my god, this is what I want to do with my life. And then I moved to Guam for two years, and uh, I was a radio DJ out there for two years. Out in Guam. Out in Guam. Okay. I, was, I was a music director and uh, the nighttime DJ. I was yeah. uh, Irie Dan, the Red Eye Bandit. Good old Irie Dan. <laughs> the Red Eye Bandit. Man. <laughs> the Red <laughs> You know what? We got to use that one on the next time. Oh, yeah. No, nah, man. We, uh, the we, Red Eye the Bandit. The Red Eye Bandit. And then I, I, had a, I had a segment called Marley Memories. It yeah. was Marley met my, you know, a bunch of Bob Marley songs all rolled up into one fat yeah. joint. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was my thing. And, and, and so that was able to do shows on the radio's dime. Like yeah. I said, I did... You know, I did Maxi Priest, and we did you know Calipana and, yeah. and and these bands, and so I was able to kind of like learn with somebody else's money, which was awesome. And then, good way uh, to learn. It is actually really <laughs> not good on your dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I came back. Then I moved back to uh, Cali, and uh, that was kind of that's kind of like we really leaned in. Um, you know, Cali Roots came around. We started doing that, and uh, the rest no, don't just throw it out like that. <laughs> wait a minute. But before we even get into the oh, then Cali Roots just no. Yeah, yeah. You see how these shirts go right bypass that one. But before we get into how the Cali Roots came about, how did you grow up and be with the boys and be and you still don't have a pigeon accent? Or you could turn it on and I off. I could turn it on and I was off. About to say. I, I had I had you know white parents, and yeah. so I had to turn it on and off. Like yeah. I couldn't talk pigeon at the table. Yeah. I couldn't you know at the dinner table, and and but I could turn it on and off. Got you it. know, and so and you know it starts coming out. You know, I mean, yeah. it will come out this weekend. You yeah, know, you know, like it, it start it starts coming out and. And uh, you know, people always trip out because you know people that don't know I'm from Hawaii. They look at me like, "What? What? What accent is that?" Yeah, you sound like, it's like you sound like you're from New York. I'm like, "Nah, man, it's like it's coming out of a white guy, so you don't you, you don't yeah. really put the two together." So, um, it's crazy because the pigeon accent always comes out. Like whenever my parents, we all go back to Hawaii. Yeah. my mom will go full pigeon. We're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> who, is this, who is this Hawaiian lady?" Exactly. That we we grew up in the Bay yeah. Area, yeah. so. It's definitely, yeah. you know, a good thing to have in your back Absolutely. pocket. Absolutely, 100 percent Like I said, it will come out this weekend. Yeah. And, you know, and once they get a little tequila in me, and yes. it's like it's even more, and then and then Jerry comes around and we're just like, <laughs> you know, then it's uh then then it's uh, then it's game on, you know. So. And get back. So look, you you got all this experience being in Guam, being right. radio, being in this music scene. Now you you gotta get to this Cali Roots because we were talking about one of the biggest festivals that California have seen in a long time. Right. And consistent. Yeah. Um tell us that how it went from a 
small. I'm gonna let you tell it right. and where it is now. So you know, I you know, so um, my partner on Cali Roots is is Jeff Monzer. Yeah, shout and, out Jeff. You know, shout out to Jeff. He founded it um, yeah. and then hit me up in year three. By this time, we were like knee deep and doing a bunch of stuff. You know, like yeah. I was, this is you know, the music business, the music industry is what I do, and and so we were doing a lot of things. We had our team. And uh, he came to me and said, "Man, I need help, man. Yeah. I need I need help with this. This thing is, you know, I I I'm I, it's past the point of where I fully understand what I'm doing, yeah. not understand what I'm doing, but just kind of how do we take it to the next level? So I came on in year three as a partner, did all the talent buying, switched up the ticketing, got the marketing dialed yeah. up, and uh, year three we had Pepper headline one night, Soja headline." And I, you know, I in my office, you have to come by my office yeah. one time in Monterey. <laughs> I have all you know, we all the years are all lined years up. Ones, and yeah. so you can see like from year one to like where we're at now. The growth. Right? Yeah, yeah, the growth, you know. And so we were, you know, then year four, we sold out in advance. Year five, yeah. we sold out in advance. But before and, that, it was like just one stage. Correct. It was just one it was stage. Just one small stage. The, and... the first festival was I think about fifteen hundred people. Yeah. The second festival was about twenty five hundred. Year three, when we came on, you know, we elevated up, picked it up to about eight thousand. Nice. Um, That's a huge jump. It is a huge yeah. jump. It is a huge jump. And 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 I always joked, you know, like we were just kind of like running along the yeah. side. We were just trying to keep up with what yeah. was happening with this growth, you know. And you know, Cali Rich has become it's a it's a you know within this space, it's a you know it's a household name, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, and like look, I mean, there's festivals that have damn near used the same name as ours, yeah. <laughs> not to mention any names, but <laughs> not to call them out or anything, but but yeah, I'm just saying, but yeah, I mean, so you know, it was Cali Roots is it's such a big part of our lives, and it's be, you know, it's like it's become this thing, and as we progressed and kept doing it and it kept growing yeah. and the people kept embracing it and you know when we moved into the bowl which is year 5 we sold it we sold out 12,000 tickets 6 Come weeks on. in advance yeah. you know and you know back then it was we were the only festival of its type in the country you yeah. know what i mean and is that something that you wanted it to be like that type of festival that kind of have like Different genres, not just one. Correct. Yeah, genre. and and that you know originally it was started kind of like you know as a backyard party to kind of showcase kind of like the American reggae scene, yeah. you know. But then you know I really wanted to inject some of the hip hop into it and and some of the jam. And I think we've done a really good job with the hip hop. Yeah. I think the hip hop is something that you know with Wu Tang this year and Ice Cube last year yeah. and like we got Hyro this year and obviously Atmosphere is like a staple of the festival. Um, I think we've done a really good job with the hip hop, and I think really injecting that because I think for me was it hard to implement that though? Was there any pushback there on was, the hip hop? Yeah, there was definitely some I pushback. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you know how it is. I mean, people literally take the word roots and like yeah. you know they're like you know this isn't a roots festival. Absolutely, like, well, we never claimed it was. Yeah, like, we, like we don't have any red, gold, and green branding yeah. or like that's never been part of the Cali Roots kind of you know design. You kind of let the people kind of make up their own exactly. assumptions of what it is. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's what it is. It's it's something for you know something for everybody, and like we're able to. Showcase some of the you know some some bands that people might not have heard of yeah. you know and I think for us that's huge right I mean like it's how do we how does somebody leave our festival and then they're like holy cows I want to go see I want to go see what Dub Inc is and yeah. they start digging deeper and like my thought process when it comes to like roots reggae is that bands like Revolution and Stick Figure and and, and slightly stupid. Like the the fans will listen to them because yeah. they have this huge outreach, and then when they start listening to them, they're they're realizing, holy cow! It's like I find you know they're finding out about Don Carlos yeah. or Augustos Pablo or you know various other artists as they start digging Absolutely. deeper. It's like yeah. it's like you know it's like anybody that knows like you know like going to a record store, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're looking at vinyl and like and stuff, and all of a sudden like you're digging deeper into it, and like that that my you know the idea is that that's how it works for for yeah. Cali Roots and. So like we can still showcase some of these roots artists that are the foundation of reggae music, yeah. you know. And so, 
which I think is important. You know, I think yeah. I think we're losing a lot of these roots. You know, these roots artists. They're like, you know, they're passing away. Yeah, and they're so, falling. Yeah. yeah, and so we're trying to make sure that we're we're still paying tribute to that. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, you know, it's also it's the music business, right? Yeah. And like the business side is important. Like, because I got to sell tickets, right? Yeah. Like, you got to sell tickets. That's to pay a the tough bills, part you know? too, because you so, definitely got to sell tickets. Yeah. And like we're talking about the sell, and we're talking about so many. It's hard diff dealing with so many different genres, right? Yep. Because you kind of have this idea, and you know, you can go through so many, you know, minds and heads. And once the public gets a hold of it, right. now it kind of like you, you, it takes away from what your actual thing is. Now you have people saying, "Oh, I, this is what I thought it was. Correct. This is what I think it is. This is yep. what I think I should be." Yep. It's like, okay, just just buy the damn ticket. Exactly, right? and that's <laughs> it. Right? Just buy the ticket or yeah. don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then and my team, you know, has really kind of pushed me not to be on social media during announce yeah. time because. And honestly, like it's it's weird to say, but like announce day for Cali Roots used to be so fun. Now yeah. it's like now it hurts a little bit yeah. because like everybody's like, oh, you should put this band. Why isn't these guys on? Everyone's it? a producer at that. Everybody's point, right? a producer, and then like I'm like, dude, why don't you like go like yes, round be up, my guest, go right? round up yeah. millions of dollars, yeah, go do your own festival and 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 yeah. do what you want. You know what I mean? Because it, it, at the end of the day, it's like you know we're doing our best to put out the best possible lineup yeah. that will sell tickets, but also like you know be able to feature. Bands that might not, you know, have much recognition, or new bands coming over from Europe or yeah. New Zealand no, or absolutely. whatever. You know, it's a, it's it's a huge, it's a huge job that we're trying to do yeah. here, and like, and it's it's always frustrating. And people are like, I just don't even look at our comments anymore because yeah. I'm like, Dude, whatever. It, it's tough because that that's kind of a, a main reason I wanted to bring you on is because kind of tell the people out there, like, it's not as easy as people think. No, it's and not. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. You know, being a part and being a part of Cali Roots and kind of seeing the behind the scenes look right. a bit like. A lot of these comments that I see, and I always find myself wanting to defend it. Really? And be like, oh, you don't know what goes into because you know the longer you be a part of it, the more you're like, you know, I'm a part of this too, so yeah. I see what goes yep. on behind the scenes. But definitely, it was to bring you on and say, look, it's not that easy because you're mixing genres. First yeah. of all, that's already a task at hand. Right, right. Then you're also trying to make everybody happy. At the end of the day, one is that can say, look, these are the groups and the bands that I like. And we're going to put them together and put this product out. Yep. And I think it's it's working for you since since then. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it right there. It's like we're putting together like, you know, like there, like I said, there's other festivals that are similar. But I feel like we're putting we're bringing some of this stuff that might not be like the dub inks of the world. Yeah. Right. Like it's like these European bands or some of these other more obscure bands. Yeah. We're still kind of sprinkling that in. You know what I mean? But like, I do need to like book the stick figures and revolutions of the yeah. world because they can sell 8,000 tickets. Exactly. And you know, like it's like, it's like that's part of the process. And, and, you know, it's like, it's not, there's never, whenever we put an artist on and they're billed lower than their fan, lower than they think that, you know, other artists. Man, I was up, just about to get into yeah, that. Dan. Yeah. We, there, there's zero disrespect yeah. from our side there. That, that's just where they fall within our billing, my, my billing process yeah. that I have. That's where they fall, you know? Yeah. And like, and I think that's important, right? Because not just people watching that are patrons, artists that watch this as yeah, well. Yeah. Because, oh, well, I should be here and I should be yeah. there because they feel like they're vibe, I mean, or they're, Popularity at the time exactly. is a little bit more than the other. Right. But I noticed it like Tosh Sultana is yeah. a is a prime example. I did a show with her and she was like kind of the opener. Right. And now she's one of the like a universal oh, yeah. worldwide artists. Yeah. Dope artist. You guys gotta go check her out as well. But these are artists that you kinda like don't know that you were gonna kinda experience when yep. you go to Kelly's because yep. you're going for the ones that you wanna go see. Oh, I wanna see this guy, that band, yep. this band. Yep. When you get there, you you're pleasantly surprised at what you find Absolutely. in these earlier bands. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tosh Sultana, that is yeah. that's 
that's a good one. A quick little story on Tosh. So uh, her agent's a good friend, Aaron Pincus, who's also Revolution's yeah. agent. He was like, "Dude, you got a book? He books her. You, you got a book?" I'm like, oh, "What is this? I don't like. I don't." Who so how this? do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with another agent saying, "Look, I got two other yeah. bands that you would love." Like, what is your thought process, and what? How do you approach doing that? I mean, it, it all goes back to relationships, right? Yeah. You know, if if Pincus is telling hey, telling me, "Hey, you know, this is, this art, I believe him," you yeah. know, or if you know Patrick from Mint is you know like. There's relationships, you know, Brian Edelman, William Morris, like these are agents that I have long-term yeah. relationship relationships with and I trust, right? Yeah. So like if Pinkus is telling me like, no, you need the book or you need to check this out, I'm like, all right. And I booked her and paid her, uh, you know, paid her, you know, a, a minimum amount yeah. of money. The next time we booked her, we paid her a lot yeah. more, you know, and now <laughs> she's getting a lot more. But yeah. like that shows you like... You know, that shows you like the growth of an artist like that. And, and you know, he was right. Yeah. And, and now she's, you know, she's, a, you know, she just played, you know, th that other festival in Long Beach. And yeah. uh, we just, you know, she just announced the U.S. tour. Like she's, and she's crushing it, you know. And we're talking about other festivals. Do you kind of got to keep your ear to the street to see what festivals are going on? What, you know, what genres are, because you got to kind of keep what you're doing still right. fresh, right? Yeah, 100%. So how do that's, you go about doing that with that, your research? That is a daily process. Yeah. I am constantly, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I use, that's probably my primary use of Instagram. That's my yeah. primary use of, you know, I'm just constantly like seeing what else is out there. And how they're marketing. And how well, they're yeah. marketing. I mean, it's, it's, it's like in no way, shape or form are we like, you know, we are always learning, right? Yeah. Every single day we're learning it's on the marketing. Music biz. Yeah. And like, and marketing, as you know, like yeah. marketing, like it, it, it evolves like literally by the minute, yeah. you know? And so it's like, what else are people doing? What cool things can we adapt that someone else is doing? Yeah. And like, and nowhere are we like, no, someone else is doing that. We can't do yeah. that. No, like no, if, if we, it works, <laughs> if it works, we can adapt to it and like, and like make it our own and yes. put it in our voice. And, and, uh, that's a constant process, yeah. man. And, and it's something we have a great marketing team now and, and we've always had a great marketing team. A lot of times, like it was, it was like, I was, I, early days I yeah. was going to marketing. Well, let's say you brought the marketing aspect to the third year of Cali Roots. Right, right. Um, but back then is different than now, and I always it go is. back to because we come from the era of passing out flyers, yep, hanging man. up posters. Yep. Like I know social media is there, but how have you guys adapted? Of saying, do you guys still do the hand to hand flyer? Do you still kind of just say, you know, let's buy a sponsored Instagram right. ad? How has that evolution of marketing helped you guys? That's a that's a great question. Yeah. This is a uh, this is something I literally have daily conversations mm -hmm. about. So you know, there was a period there, and like through the pandemic, obviously, you know. Hand-to-hand, uh, hand-to-hand -hand combat, as I call it, hand-to-hand -hand marketing was not really something that happened, right? Yeah. But you know, and, and even a little bit, a little bit before that, we were like more adapting. Now, like, let's put more into you know into socials and other stuff, which we still have a lot going on. Yeah. But I have made a point over the last twelve months to really like get back to the streets. Yeah. The streets are where it's at. Street you know? teams. Shout yeah. out to all the street teams. Yeah, shout way. out to all the street teams, yeah. man. Like it's it's you know, it, I used to be out in front of venues, the catalyst, like after every Come reggae on. show, handing out flyers, <laughs> handing out flyers. Me and Amy used to drive around in my little S ten pickup she had the staple gun and the posters, and we would just drive, and we would hit these bus stops and UCS. Guerrilla marketing, exactly. Tell and, them, and, Dan. Like, and like, and we would like, we would do this constantly. Yeah. We'd hit the you know, hit the college campuses, go into the dorms, yeah. knock all that out, put flyers on all the doors, all the hot spots, all the hot spots, yeah. man. And that, and now I'm pushing my team to like, we need to get back to that yes. because like that Thank is where God. it's at. Yeah, because like, I mean, I you know, social media is great and it serves its purposes, but it, it's. Uh, I, I think we all put a little too much into it. You know and I mean? think, and I'm glad you said that because I'm glad when you have somebody who has done the guerrilla marketing, mm -hmm. 
they can appreciate more of doing the marketing yep. they did today because I see a lot of these kids, oh, just, th just throw it on Facebook or yeah, throw yeah, it on. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys never passed out a flyer exactly. before. Never passed out a flyer. And there's these new marketing guys that are in these marketing companies. Oh, no, we'll just get all these ads. And I'm like, they never hung up a poster before. Yep. Yep. And they never went to like the L&L and say, hey, is it cool yeah, exactly. to you know, deal with these restaurants and say, hey, is it cool? Yep. Nah, I don't, I don't yep. want that. Okay, cool. Yep. When you don't deal with that kind of like interaction, I think that's yep. where it gets lost, where these street teams, I always give them the much respect because they still hit the streets. They yep. still hit the bus stops where, like, you, and then you as somebody, like, oh, who's going to go to the bus stop? You'd be surprised you're still surprised. catching the bus. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, and like, I have a route that is, it's a designed route that we made back yeah. in the day. It was made on MapQuest. And we've we're just talking about yeah. MapQuest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we updated it, right? Yeah. And like, and we updated it. I made a point that I sent for, this was for Holo Holo yeah. um, Stanford when we did, you know, the Bay Area, Man. that we hit, I had uh, uh, Thomas, who's on our marketing team, we put him in a car and we had him drive and do all the bears, all the plate lunch places, yeah. all the you know all the Hawaiian hot spots, all the island hot spots, the, it's you know, the, the island markets that you have to hit exactly. Yeah. And they went in and he went and it took him it took him ten hours to yeah. do it and I, it was a loop. I mean, it was a perfect loop from. But Santa that Day. ten hours of putting in work goes a long way because I think yep. you have these conversations with the mom because yep. if you do have something else coming up hey I'm going to be here with the next event is it exactly. cool and build those relationships yep. we were talking me and G were talking about MapQuest because that's what you took to get here but that's besides the point <laughs> <laughs> but back he ain't to the lying. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. but so back true. to the marketing like we, I see the Cali Roots and that has opened up other festivals like Holo Holo tell us how you're just saying, okay, we got Cali Roots. Now I can kind of take on another festival. What was the next one after that? It was, uh, you know, we, we were expanding the brand. So we did, you know, we did Cali Roots to Carolina sessions, yeah. um, which was which was great. You know, I would love to go back to Carolina at some point. The problem is we moved it, we moved it to South Carolina, which is a lot different than yeah. North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, they were not too friendly with us. Um, they didn't like our pot smoke. And, yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, and then we, uh, you know, as of when we started coming out of the pandemic, right, we really kind of made this whole like vision of good vibes. And like we sat down, we planned out 23 and 24. Yeah. Um, and now we obviously, we rolled out, you know, I'm a huge believer in festivals are brands, yes. right? And so Cali Reach is a Come brand. Come on, say it again, Dan. Yeah, it's say right. it again. Yeah. It, it's brands, man. Brand, all yeah, about yeah, the brands. All about the yeah. brands, you know what I mean? And there has to be a, there has to be a trust there, right? I mean, that's how you build great brands, yeah. as you know, you know, so, cause like it's you, I man, you're, like, <laughs> you're a great brand, you know? So. I'm a brand ambassador. Brand right, market, yeah. right? <laughs> but, it's all about the branding. It yeah. is, man. It's all of, and it's building that trust. And so we launched Tola Holo, which we had the vision of probably in 2021. Like I wanted to create the the biggest island yeah. reggae island music festival that we could then showcase these artists, put them on big production, put them on big stages with with like like you know like yeah. really legitimize that and showcase this music that's coming out of the islands because the music that's coming out of the islands yeah. is freaking over and it's the for, top. And it's where you kind of started from yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. It that was my roots. To, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. And that, and that was a huge thing for an And, you know, shout out to Kimo Kennedy because he yeah. was the one that kind of helped me like come up with this name. He's the one that kind of linked us up with Punky Aloha is doing yeah. all the branding. Shout for out Kimo, shout out Punky Aloha. If yeah. you guys see the branding for Holo Holo, yeah. it's ridiculous. Absolutely. And yeah. she is so, so, so good. And, you know, Kimo really kind of helped that. You know, Kimo has a branding firm yeah. in Hawaii and you know, they've helped us kind of like build this, you know, yeah. and, uh, and so we were able to launch that. We did the first one in the Bay. Um, and like, Huge. you're like, you're part of the, you're, yeah, like, oh, you're part of the and brand. I, and I was actually proud to do me and Westafa Western Conference. We were saying, look, um, Dan's doing this festival at Stanford, Holo Holo Festival. I mean, you have all, always the naysayers. Oh, what's right. this new thing? Because, you know, everyone's used to a certain demographic yeah. and used to what they do. Yep. What I liked about Dan is that Dan, before you did Holo Holo, were implementing island artists 
into the Absolutely. Cali Roots lineup. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I don't think you get enough credit for that. Right. And I think you do have to say, because we're talking about, we had, there was a point in time where Cali Roots had, like you had the likes of Nas and all the people, but we had Fiji in there. Yep. Fiji to us, that's our Elvis. Yeah, yeah. But when you got Fiji opening up a Cali Roots, that shows you how much talent yeah, there was yeah. at these Cali Roots. I yeah. mean, no one's like, hey, wait a minute, uh, you know, know, Fia's opening up, or because you got to deal with so many different demographics. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot, I got a lot of slack for yeah. uh, having Fiji. Oh, trust me, and, and I, I, I would Fiji. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't, you know, it's like now, now I look back and I'm like, yeah, I could have probably put him on a different day, and like, there's things that you learn, and like that was one of the things I learned. Of like, yeah, maybe we could have put him on a different day, put yeah. him later in the day, and so. You know, shout out to Fiji because I mean, like you said, he's 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 like you know he's like the Hawaii. He's, he's like the Elvis, Elvis yeah, yeah, man. He's absolutely. such a legend, you know. And so, um, but yeah, we uh, what are we talking? We talking about and even yeah, having yeah. like Fiji and then having Bug, yeah, having yeah. Common Kings, yeah. having yeah. all these like you would never. And I always give credit to Dan because you wouldn't have these type of artists on these type of festivals if it wasn't for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, thank and tell you, us how yeah. that even came about. Yeah, and, and you know, thank you for that because yeah. that's you know, I think you know. Other festivals look at our lineups and then they're like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Or yes. like having Mayoli on it. Like Mayoli's crushing the game yeah. right now, but I had him on I had them on the festival like six years ago, yeah. seven years ago. And yeah. they weren't doing they weren't crushing as as they are now. Um, but you know, I think for me, incorporating the island artist into the festival Huge. is extremely important. Yeah. It's part of it's part of obviously my roots, part of yeah. who I am, but it's it's part of this culture. You know what I mean? Like the reggae culture. Like it's you know it's Jamaicans and I, Jamaica's an island, Hawaii's an mm -hmm. island, New Zealand, New Zealand's an island. It's like those are all part of it, and it's yeah. like and it's indigenous, and it's just it's it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's a cultural thing that I think you know you know doesn't get uh, enough notoriety, which yeah. is which was the idea behind Hola Hola. Like how do we give this put this thing on? That is giving notoriety to these bands, not Absolutely. just within their, not just within the island demo, but yeah. you know, just like on a grander scale, and that's kind of the whole concept by, behind Holo Holo. So, and that's why, like, when we got involved with Holo Holo as well, um, shout out Danny Perez. They had Island Reggae Festival at the time, and I yeah. went, when Danny Perez had passed away, I felt being part because I've been part of Island Reggae Festival when it first started. Right. Was kind of saying, okay, now that Danny's gone. I was so busy, no one was picking up that void. Right. And I felt like there was a void because people loved going to Island Reggae Festival because it was predominantly just Island Reggae artists. Yeah. And then it started to get, oh, a few Reggae artists, you know, UB40 started to come. And then when that stopped, everyone was like, well, what's next? Right. When we did Holo Holo at Stanford, I'm like, this is what's next. Right. right. Only because I'm in the demographic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people don't know what's going on with the artists and everything. Oh, oh, well, who's throwing shows? And that's why I'm doing this podcast, to let you guys know right, right. who's doing right. the shows. Right. And I think Holo Holo, where we did it, instead we had Rebel Soldiers, we we had three yep. plus, and uh, me and Westafa was like, it was just the vibe was already there. Yeah, it was fun, man. But yeah. what I didn't want people to do was saying, oh, is this Island Reggae Festival? Because that's not what it was. Right, right. It was a, it was a vision that you had had, yep. that you and Kimo had, had come together, and me and Wes kind of seen that same vision. Right. And I kind of wanted to people, where now that we have Vegas coming up, because that was the first one. Now we're in Vegas. Now we're talking about a little bit bigger playing field. How does this transition for you kind of differ between Monterey, between Stanford? Now you're in Las Vegas in 702. Tell us how that went about. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously it's the Ninth Island, right? Yeah. So it was a natural progression to come here. And, you know, our partners on the show, you know, um, you know, Vaughn and the guys, you know, over at Live Night, you know, they, you know, they do Reggae Rise yeah, Up. Yeah, shout out and Reggae so, Rise yeah, Up and Live yeah, Night. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so they, you know, they, you know, I was like, well, let, let's just come together and do this here. You know, the venue's great and, and the market, you know, it's here. What I, what I wasn't Say that last part again, so I don't mean to cut you off. Come to what? Come together? Come together, yeah. 
that's what you yeah. guys are missing. Yeah. You're missing yeah. the point. Yeah. Not a lot of people want to come together. Correct. Correct. Some people just want the whole pie to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. Say, oh, let me get with Reggae yeah. Rising. Let me get yeah. with Live Night and kind of say, let's come together and make this happen. Yeah. Come on, people. I'm not doing this for nothing. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, and for me, like, I'm I'm an only child, right? Yeah. So like, and so like, all my friends, they were like my they were like my family, family right? And brothers, so, sisters. and brothers and sisters, exactly. And so like, for me, like, I play well in the sandbox, yeah. right? And so like, I'm like, and so like, coming together and working with solid partners, like, and people that I respect and want to be working with. Like that's a no-brainer for yeah. me. I mean, there's I think there's too much times that that people get caught up in, like you said, like this is all mine. And like, yes. especially like in the music business, like promoters, man, they're like dogs. They pee on things. And they're like, that's mine now. That's yeah, mine. Yeah, claim the like, property. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> nah, man, that's not yours. Yes. You know. And I think you know coming together and working with Vaughn and those guys, like you know, I think we you know we're two very strong teams. Yeah. We've come together, and and we really put together something cool. And like. We, you know, this will be a staple of, yeah. you know, we will continue to do Holo Holo Vegas. Like, this is something that we want to continue to do. We want to continue to build, you know, and again, like, how do we incorporate more of, you know, the, the island businesses and, the, you know, the island-owned businesses? Yeah. And that's kind of what, like, our vendors that are out here, too. Like, exactly. the vendor list is ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, like, they're all here. Like, they're, you know, and, like, this is a, a big part. And so... You know, I think for us, we're looking forward to Vegas. You know, obviously we have Sacramento yeah. as well, which you guys are. I mean, you're, you're, I think you're going to be in all of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> but just, I think yeah. just to show, like, the so Sacramento, Vegas, you have the lineup, and these lineups that are coming up a whole lot is ridiculous. Like the one in Sacramento, you have Comic Kings, Fiji, and Jay Book, and I don't think they've all been on a festival before in a long time. Right. Right. And to kind of have that whole thing and being in Sacramento, where you kind of got to know. In this demographic, and with any demographic, I think we talked about this, yep. who's hot in SAC, who's hot in Vegas, who's hot in these different right. areas where we could say, hey, maybe we should have this artist. And I think you do your due diligence, and especially with the people you work with, were to get the right lineup. Yeah. It's not always going to be easy to get these lineups together. Yep. Always schedules are conflicting. But I think this Vegas one, because me moving out to Vegas, I didn't really, I didn't know when I moved out here it was the Ninth Island. Right. I went to Albertsons, I went to Smith's, and everyone was wearing Elava Lavas and slippers. I was like, wait, where am I in Hawaii? <laughs> and somebody had told me, hey, you know, this is the Ninth Island. Right. Right, right, I didn't know that. Right. So when you had came at me and said, "Hey, we're gonna do Holo Holo in Vegas," I'm thinking genius. Right. Right. And then I I, I went to a couple of the regular Rise Up shows with Bug and Comic Kings, and just kind of see everyone go crazy yep. in Las Vegas, where I I feel like this Las Vegas inaugural one is gonna be so dope. Yeah, and that's and and, and again, like w one of the things I I didn't account for in Vegas is like. There is just a lot going on. You I was know about I mean? to tell like, I yeah. called Dan. I said, bro, you know that weekend there is uh, Lovers and Friends, which I, I, I'm an R&B dude. Yeah. They're talking about the likes of Mariah Carey, Chris Brown, Usher, where it all falls the same weekend. But the thing about we just talked about, there's enough for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something that I have yeah. learned living here for the past couple of years, that if even if there is a festival going, there's a demographic that's going to fill those seats yeah. at Holo Holo Las Vegas that, yeah, after that, let's go see Usher. After, maybe yeah. they'll come after that, after that. But there's a lot of reggae shows and that as well. But you kind of put it together where the vendors are big. Because yeah. I got vendors hitting me every day. How can I be a part of this where right. you, you want to give back to the vendors and say, look, we want we have the platform which yeah. you've got to give to them and go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it right there, man. It's like, how do we give them the platform? Not just the bands, yeah. and, you know, not just the fans, but the vendors and, and you know, how do they showcase their food yeah. or showcase their craft, you know? And like, and that's that's a big part of Holo Holo yeah. as well. Like, it's very curated. Like, we're curating the Sacramento one as we speak, you know yeah. what I mean? So if you have any people that want to get on that, like, yeah. you know, we definitely want to curate and, and do right by the culture of this event because, you know, we are using a Hawaiian word, yeah. a Hawaiian term. And so we want, you know, it's like that for me, like that was a very mindful part of this, this this, developing this as a, as well. Yeah. We don't want to like just like take advantage of this and like just have it be something that we make money on. No, like how do we do this? And like we're now searching for 
what kind of nonprofits can we partner with yeah. to kind of give back to the community that you know that we're you're, we're 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 you know we're showcasing this this festival too, but like we want to be a part of the give back process yeah. as well. And so that's it's all something we're working on. This is a long term vision. Yeah. You know everything we do is long term, right? Like like I said, like it's all about creating these brands that are long term. Like yeah. I want whole whole I want to be doing the twentieth annual when yeah. I'm when I'm you know. I guess I'll be 65, <laughs> but, but anyways, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I, I, I want to continue the longevity. To do it. Yeah. It's, it's a long, these are all long-term, yeah. you know, visions, you know, and, you know, and, and that's kind of like, that's how we approach things, man. And, and we always talk about, there's a, enough slice of the pie for everybody. Like I noticed there's always festivals that say, oh, well, you know, this festival, that festival It's like, if you don't know what's going on, I think, I mean, you really shouldn't speak on it. Correct. And I think a lot of these people that come where well, they don't realize that there's enough for everybody that do your festival. Yeah. We're not, no one's sitting here saying, oh, we're not letting these people do their festival, they're, they're not do their festival. There's enough for everybody. There is enough for everybody, yeah. man. And, uh, you know, we were mindful of that when we came to the market, yeah. right? Like, you know, I, you know, Pure Low is here and I have a lot of respect for what they've done and, and no way in shape or form we were trying to step on anybody's yeah. toes. Like, we we went, we made our dates far enough away yeah. and like, you know, they, they've built such a thing that like they, you know, I know they had a bunch of people there this year and, yeah. and you know, and so, you know, I, the, the idea is that we're not, we want to be mindful of that, yeah. but at the same time, like this is also like what we do. Like I'm not, I'm not the promote. You know, I'm not the promoter that's going to also pussyfoot around anymore. Yeah, like, I, we don't need to anymore. Exactly. Like, we're like we're not coming there swinging a big stick, but at the same time, like we know we're good at what yeah. we do, and we're going to continue to do it. And if that means coming in and like disrupting a market, like just yeah. that's I'm a, I'm a disruptor. I like disrupting. You know. But so. I think it goes back to what you said earlier too. It goes back to the relationships. Right. Right. A lot of these artists that you do see on the whole Holo Festival, on Cali Roots, that you already built these relationships. Absolutely. These are not just artists. These are friends that you know yep. we've kind of grew up with in in the scene, yep. and we've all either you know it went higher than others, and kind of yep. just some stayed at the same place, but we still all was a family. 100%. And I think you always get the family atmosphere when you go to a Cali Roots. When you go to all all of, but you're not just in this demographic. You got to go into some other things that you also kind of different in, like country and stuff like that. Right? Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we uh, we just we rolled out last year. It's called Rebels and Renegades. Yeah, and uh, that is kind of like our alt country Americana festival. And, like I'm a huge fan of that music. Yeah. And like and like you know the funny the funny thing is like you know there's like country is huge in Hawaii. Like yeah. it's like it's massive. Maoli, like they're like, doing a whole country tour. The whole tour. country yeah. tour, exactly. You know, <laughs> and and so country is a big part yeah. of kind of you know what I'm doing. And and so Rebels and Renegades is we're launching it in Monterey. You know, we're talking about potentially bringing it to Vegas next yeah. year. Like the idea is that we do Holo Holo and Rebels and Renegades at the same venue back yeah. to back. You know, nice. so I don't know if I can stay in Vegas for two <laughs> weeks, but but I'll probably fly home and fly back. But um, but yeah, that's you know, I we're huge fans of the music, and it's kind of yeah. like you know, we have like Turnpike Turbidors and Whiskey Myers, yeah. and you know, some of that kind of like alt kind of outlaw country, yeah. and but like we mix in Americana and folk and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, we just went on sale with that one, and and it's crushing and. I lost so much money last year on it. It's a new <laughs> festival, right? And like, and, but and that was my next question. Right. Like, all these festivals that you do aren't just all money makers. No, you're gonna, you're gonna no. have your losses and your wins. Co but yep. tell us about these losses that don't deter you from kind of looking for that next win. You know, I uh, I think uh, what separates the real promoters from the wannabe promoters is how you can take a punch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, we can take a punch. You know, yeah. and like, and we lost a lot of money last year in rebels and renegades but you know what we believe so much in it that like i you know i got up dusted myself yeah. off like i usually do after a loss and i was booking it the you know i was booking it the following week put together a stellar lineup huge marketing plan and uh you know raised a little capital i had of you know to kind of you know really inject into it but 
Yeah, I mean, you know, as a promoter, man, I think that's the thing. Like sometimes it's glorified, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're just out here popping bottles and making money. Like, nah, <laughs> they don't man. see the behind the scenes. They don't see the behind the scenes. They don't they, see the they, losses. They, they don't yeah. see the losses. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, I've also like one of the things. One of you know, going back to the planning that we did. My whole model now for when we do festivals is we need a minimum of six months, right? Got it. It's six months from the announce on sale to show day, yeah. right? And so that's what we did here. That's what we did. You know, obviously, Cali Rich has been in that model for a while. Holo Holo Sack, like yeah. all these Lake Tahoe Reggae Fest, like all these have been promoted, have been advertised six months. Yeah. Like, and that's the key, right? Because that's your game plan already. Exactly. Yeah. That's the game plan. And like, and like, if it's not, if it doesn't fall within that box, we don't do it. Because yeah. why, like, why rush it? Why right? rush it? Yeah. Exactly. Like we don't we don't need to. There, there was a time where I was like, I need to do every show, and like I'm like you know the, you know the big man, and like yeah, you know, all that all that stuff is past me. Like yeah. I'm past all that in my life. And like for me, it's about developing great events and you know producing these events for the fans, for the for the artists, and then at the end of the day, like the byproduct of that is making money, right? Yeah. You know, and like and like we've been like again, like even with that same model, like there still be things that we have no control over. Like yeah. in California, like we have Lake Tahoe Reggae Fest. It's also fire season That's in right. July. That's like, right. There's yeah. various little va- there's variables like that that like you know you know obviously the pandemic nobody expected that right yeah. and that kind of just shut that 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 really hurt all of us Come you on. know and uh, but like there's there's things that we have zero control of yeah. that will that could you know cause problems with an event you know and take so, take me back to the pandemic uh, we're talking about we're doing festivals you know when it's festival season then then pandemic hits right as a producer of shows as a somebody that's kind of like you know has to be outside. Right. How did that affect you and how did you guys overcome it? Oh, man, that hit hard because we, uh, you know, we were two months away, three months, two, yeah, three months away from um, Cali Roots yeah. 2020. Um, you know, but the thing is, like, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about COVID probably, the conversation started happening daily, probably in January. Yeah. Because we saw this coming from China, right? We, we the news about that, the what if, right? What, the what yeah. ifs. We saw what we could, what potentially happened. There was a lot of talk within the music industry uh, about what was going to happen, and you know there was a minute there for Cali Rich where I just took the foot completely off the gas, right? like because I was like I don't know what's going to happen yeah. here. I don't want to spend any money on marketing. We pulled the gas, you know, we, we shut everything down, kind of watched. This was like early March, even before, because, I mean, as you know, I mean, because yeah. you were in the Bay then, yeah. right? I mean, San Francisco was it. Like, once San Francisco yeah. fell, once that was, was it. Down. And then I looked over to Vegas, and the streets were shut down. I said, okay, oh, this yeah. is serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. And 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 then, because we own, we also own the Fremont Theater in San Luis Obispo, yeah. and we had a show on the 13th or 14th, and I called, I called our general managers. They did, we're done. Like, yeah. the venue's done. Like, we're closed. And so we closed up, shuttered up. That venue was closed for two years. Um, for Cali Roots, we did some virtual festival. Like the first one was great because yeah. like everybody's locked Everybody down. Everybody was right? I don't. Yeah, we I sold, noticed it. Yeah, we sold <laughs> and we sold so much merch yeah. during that, and it was only me and Amy fulfilling it. Like you know, we had this office that yeah. we were still renting, <laughs> and it was me and Amy and they're feeling fulfilling thousands, felt like thousands of packages, yeah. probably hundreds of packages, but. Um, so whoever bought March, uh, merch in 2020 for uh, Can't Stop the yeah. Music, thank you. Because like, man, we are uh, because that was a big movement, though. Yeah, that yeah, was a big move yeah. because not just you guys were affected; the whole music industry. Yeah, was affected. everybody. And like, that's the thing with the pandemic, right? Music industry or not, every single person yeah. was affected, right? Yeah. You know, and it's sometimes it's 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 hard for me to say. Like, you know, I think sometimes I, uh, you know, we. 
I feel bad for saying it, but like it was in some ways it was a blessing, right? There was yeah. definitely like I got to spend so much quality time with my, with my kid and my family. And like I was able to like really have this bonding experience with McKenna, our daughter. Yeah. Shout and out McKenna. Yeah, man. shout out McKenna. She, she's yeah, she'll <laughs> and she'll, Amy, man, yeah. love them. For yeah, death. like to be yeah. able to be able to kind of spend this time. We were having all three meals together. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome, you know. And so we uh, we definitely. We weathered the storm, yeah. you know, and there was a couple times where I was definitely, uh, it was a blessing, but I was also like struggling mentally. Like uh, what are we going to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, was I was there like, with you. I was yeah. like, God, what am I going to do here? Come you on. know what I mean? Like this is, this is like, this is all really I Really like all we, yeah, it, I, yeah. Exactly. that's yeah. all we knew at the yeah. time and yeah. kind of like, but like it was, it was a blessing as we got that family time. To me, I always think everything happens for a reason. Right. So I think to me, in my opinion, it was like God saying, all right, everybody slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of see what the family thing is about, get back to the roots, and then I'll kind of like open it back yeah. up where, you know, when we did open back up, we went to four days yeah. at Cali Roots. <laughs> and, and trust me, because I'm over here, Dan goes, hey, we're adding a Thursday to the, <laughs> wait a minute. But oh, the, doing that, I think, God. you know, this being this year and having four days, it kind of worked out. It kind of worked yeah. out. It kind of worked out. My team, it, it's a lot. My team is like, this is a lot. I was about to say, adding another day is yeah, not easy. It's not easy. And this yeah. year we went big on the Thursday. Uh, I think I might go back to three days next year. Yeah. I think we'll go back and, like, simplify it. Um, you know, you know the, the how the fourth day came up was I was like, I had one of my grand ideas. That and you're anxious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get back. I want to get back, yeah. but then I was like, all right, so everybody that stayed with us and like didn't get refunds, because like we refunded millions of dollars yeah. of tickets, right? Like, you know, millions of dollars, we sold a bunch, refunded, refund, because like, we postponed three times, yeah. right? And so, um, so there was a lot of back and forth, but like that core people, the core people that kept their tickets, there was like 5,000 people that yeah. didn't refund their ticket. Like which helped us, said, you know, which helped they, us yeah. because that was able to, you know, and, but, uh, you know, and at the end, in the same breath, they, that was, that's not our money, right? Yeah. They, they paid for something that we have not given them yet. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it was very important for us to like not use that money to survive. And so we had to figure out other ways because like, again, for me, like that, because, you know, a ticket is like, you're paying for something that you're going to get, right? Yeah. And so you want to make sure you deliver that. And I'm like, oh, so we used all your money and we don't have yeah. any money now. <laughs> well, know. by the way. <laughs> by the way, so we have one artist playing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Here's a free Kelly Roos shirt. I know, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the loan. Um, but yeah, and so we, uh, you know, we, we went to four days because I was like, you know, I'm going to give everybody that held their ticket a free day. Yeah. And then we sold the tickets and, uh, you know, the Thursday worked out great. Yeah. People loved it. But I think, you know, for the most part, we... Uh, yeah, four days is a lot. Yeah, I it think, is. I think at the end of the day, it's a lot. It's I was just telling G, I said, you know, one of the festivals is a four-day festival. And if, you, if you're if you a festival goer, after the second day, you're like, uh -huh, I'm this is it for me. Yeah. It depends yeah. if you have the right talent and if you have the right vibe. And Cali Roots is always a vibe. That's where the four-day kind of work. But like I always tell people that are trying to throw, throw festivals, you know, master that first day. Correct. Master right. that first day, and if you can get a second day, do it. Yeah. There's like, oh well, Cali Roos does four days. Like you guys have no idea I know. what's I know. going into this fourth day. And I think once you master that first day, you can think about doing a second day. But like you said, going back to the three day festival, if it was to happen, if it wasn't to happen, I think people would kind of like say, okay, we're kind of just following your lead at this point, right? right? Yeah, absolutely, exactly. And that that's kind of right there. But you know, I become a fan of. 
I've become a fan of like two day festivals. Like, yeah. I, I like these Saturday Sundays, man. Yeah. You get in, knock it out. You know, Come it's on. like people can like get off. They don't have to take that extra day yeah. off of work. Because like what we find, what we're finding with four days, like it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of money, right? So like you have to take two days off of work or three if, mm -hmm. it, if you're coming down on the Wednesday. Yep. You got to pay for four nights of hotels. Hotels, yeah. You got the tickets. You got all this, and like by Sunday you're just shredded. Yeah. And so like you know it's it's which is why we're seeing a lot of single day tickets. Yeah. So people are like mix mix and matching, right? They'll do Friday Saturday or they'll do Thursday, Sunday, or yeah. Thursday, Saturday. Like, they're mixing it up so they can kind of, you know, they're not they're not coming all four days, and they're not necessarily spending in the hotel. Yeah. You know, it's like, because it adds up, man. And, like, yeah. I have to be very mindful of the cost that it costs our fans, yeah. the festival's fans, the band's fans, to come to our event. And that's, I think that's important. Yeah. You put yourself yeah. in their position. Absolutely. And kind of say, if yeah. I was the patron, if I was the concert yeah. goer, what would I do? Like that's how yep. you do give options for the one day for exactly two, so whatever it yep. is. Yep. But I think it's just more or less kind of saying, look, it's festival season now, yep. right? Um, what we're doing now, and a lot of people that are watching this as well, is kind of saying, you know, if I wanted to throw a festival and, and kind of watching Dan's story, what's your most important advice to someone that says, okay, I think I can do a festival? Make sure you have the money. Yeah, um, the capital. I think I think, you, I think the capital is crucial. I think too many promoters especially newbies, get in and don't have the capital and then they start losing. It doesn't start, it doesn't sell the way yeah. they projected it would sell. They are missing a lot of expenses because they forgot, oh, you got to get, you know, X amount of porta potties. Yeah. You got to get all these barricades. Oh, what about insurance? And what about this? And oh, what, about, notepad, kids. what about your, <laughs> well, yeah, what about your business license yeah. that you have to do in that market? What about the sales tax? If you're in the state of Nevada, don't forget to add, you know, the live entertainment yeah. tax to it because like that 9%, all of a sudden you forgot to pay that, you know, state of Nevada. Take it come, out of your profit. They, yeah. will, they will come knocking on your door, yeah, you yeah. know? And, you know, I think there's all these little various things that I think get overlooked. And I think, you know, promoters, you know, and like, don't do a festival with like, you know, two months of marketing. Like if you're going to start a new That's festival, the important part. That's I a think huge part. You guys sticking to that six month norm yeah. to say, look, if we're not, we don't have six months of marketing, let's not do it. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are saying, oh, we can get away with four. We can get away with three. I feel like those are the ones that fail because 100%. they're kind of cut that corner. Yep. Right. Yep. And now that you guys have this game plan to say, look, we need. A predominant six months of marketing. If we don't do it, let's let's put it off to next exactly, year. and we don't need to do it. And so, like right now, I'm currently planning our 2024 year, yeah. right? And so, like we're launching two new festivals next year, you know, and I'm already kind of working those details out. They're not they're they're you know 18 months away, yeah. but like I'm working those things out now. We're gonna start talent. We're gonna start buying, and I'm buying for everything else that yeah. we have. And like what? Because like it's all it's you know it's there's no reason. And like for me, like we have. 13 full-time employees yeah. now for good vibes. And so like I'm not caught in the weeds anymore. So yeah. I can do all that. I can look at all, I can look at the future. You know yeah. what I mean? I can I can start booking all that in the future. I can start doing the budgets. I can start doing all that stuff yeah. now and not have to worry about, you know, worry about like getting caught up in various little things that I used to get caught and up in. And that's what right? I don't think people see like this festival that we're, that's going to happen this week in Las Vegas, that's already been done last year. Yeah, like, exactly. All, all yep. the planning for that was... So a, a lot of people that are talking about planning shows, you need a whole year plus the six months that you're talking about Absolutely. for marketing Absolutely. on trying to say, okay, what lineup can I get? You're dealing with radius clauses. You're dealing with other people doing other things. Yep. So you kind of behind it. It's not easy. That's why I keep telling these people it's not easy where... No. I know you see everyone else having a good time at the shows, but there's so much that goes yeah. into it. Yeah, because like to that point, you know, like I've, I was talking about capital earlier, there's also these promoters, yeah. know, promoters that uh, <laughs> that have money. Yeah, and so they think they have money, so they can do it, and yeah. like. That's one element, right? And then, or they'll come to me one and say, facet, right? they'll come to me and say, hey, I got all this money. I want to do this. And like, I usually 
to have no business. I don't want to be involved with that. Yeah. Like, no, dude, you guys do you. And because they feel like the money will buy anything. Exactly, right? yeah. and like it just doesn't though. Yeah. You know, and it's it's you need more than money to do the festivals, right? And to do them successfully, right? It's again not to harp on it again, but like. You're building a brand, yeah. right? You're building, building something. Yeah, you're building to something. To be a household name. To be a household yeah. name. To, and like to, to have longevity. If you're not planning a festival that's going to be you know, minimum of five years, then like, what are you why, doing? What are you yeah, doing? Why, why are you doing it? You know, yeah. like, it's just, is it like a cash grab right off yeah. the bat? And, you're like, and there's then promoters that do these cash grabs and like, you know, they have... 10,000 people, but they got, you know, they got, you know, 12 porta potties, yeah. you know, and there's freaking, <laughs> the know, whole experience, uh, the whole in, in experience a hole, in a hole. Yeah. 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 So. And I noticed some of these promoters, like when they say, oh, money's not an object when they're trying to book talent. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, so well, where's the venue? Right. Oh, we're looking for a venue. Like, Wait a minute. Dude, he ain't yeah. even got the venue. So switching from a patron, how do I'm going to go to the artist's aspect of it where they go to these festivals how do i get a, how do i get on that stage how do i get on this stage i talked to adam from ineffable about it mm -hmm. and he was giving us like the hard ticket count how does somebody that's an artist that's watching right now say you know i want to be on cali roots or a holo holo what is their steps to you to even try to say you'd be in consideration to be on the lineup i mean for me you know I, my my research process is obviously social media yeah i look at touring I look at who their agent is, yeah. you know, and sometimes, you know, like, sometimes it's not like, unfortunately, like there's two steps before they get an agent or, be, you know, two steps before they get a manager. And so, you know, I'm looking at the hustle, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm looking at the grind and obviously the quality of music, right? Yeah. Like quality of music is a big thing. You know, I, we, we get emails every day from people, Hey, book my band, but they don't send anything. And like, okay, so what, 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 okay. So who is this? You yes. know? And so like, you know, that, I'm no offense, but it's usually a delete. Yeah. Um, and, but like, I think it's, it's, it's hustling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's being in a band, especially starting off in like in those early years, it is not easy. Yeah. It is not easy. And I I one hundred percent respect the bands that like are in those vans and they're doing these overnight drives. Yeah. And I, I mean, think it's harder yeah. that way. Yeah, it is. Because you've seen these people go go through what they went through to get to where they need to be. Yeah. Where you have these people, oh, look at my YouTube channel, I just send you the YouTube link. Like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. I, I'm not looking at nothing. Yeah. Present it the right way. Exactly. Say this is where you guys came from. Give me a bio, give me yeah. something where yeah. there has to be a little bit more to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Kyle. Kyle Smith. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with Kyle. Kyle Smith. Kyle Smith. Do you ever hear Kyle Smith? Kyle Smith. Kyle Smith is, this guy is like grinding like no other. He's, uh, he's building up. He's, 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 a, he's a, a um, smaller artist within yeah. the space, but he's like grinding right now. Like it's like to the point where like, remember y'all heard this Kyle yeah, Smith. Watch. Yeah. He is grinding <laughs> and uh, he's like literally like driving, you know, 10,000 miles in freaking a weekend. I yeah. mean, that's a little exaggeration, but he is like, hey, go check him out. He's, yeah. he is, he's, I've actually told him like, dude, I think you need to like not grind so hard. You probably need to drive because yeah. he, he will get in and he'll drive and he'll drive his band and like all of a sudden like he's, you know, he's driven 15 hours before yeah. a show and he's beat, <laughs> but like, that's kind. Of, that's the kind of hustle you need. That's right? the grind. That's the grind. Yeah. You know, you also need quality of music, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, and like, I think that's the other thing too. Like, that's a huge thing, man. It's like it's like it's you know because not all music is created equal, right? Tell them like, just because <laughs> your friends are, are is is good with your your friends, don't mean it's gonna be good for the festival that's right, producer man. right that's there right. too. As well. That's right. And, and like we're very you know I'm very picky with who we're going to yeah. book, right? Like and like and I always have been. I think it's important to really book strong talent and not just put in filler, right? Yeah. And so and it has to be like 
I always I always say this because you know me being a DJ, me being a music scene. There's festival artists, and then then there's lounge artists. Yeah, there's right. artists that you guys can go to a festival and say, "Hey, man, this is a festival artist." And I think a lot of people kind of get lost. Or, oh, how come you don't have this artist or that? Because they're not a festival artist. Right, right. And I think you don't see some of these names, but they would do so dope at a sit down, yep. you know, uh, type artist. But now that we're in this, what's next for Good Vibes? You guys seem like you got to get you kind of just checking everything off the list. What's next for Good Vibes? We are, uh, you know, if, you know, for us, we're, we want to start a foundation. That's yeah. kind of like one of the next big steps for us is like we want to start a foundation. Um, we're still kind of developing what that looks like, mm -hmm. and so you know it's all about you know, we we really want to have the give back process, yeah. right? And and so obviously that's a big thing, and and then it's just kind of you know rolling out. We have like I said, we have two more festivals that we're going to roll out next yeah. year, uh, maybe three. We're talking about a third one right now, plus the ones we're already doing, yeah. moving Holo Holo to a couple different markets. You know, obviously continuing to do Vegas, yeah. continuing to do SAC, which I think SAC is like our Bay Area play, yeah. right? I think that's going to be our home for the Bay Area, um, but we're looking at other markets for that. You know, I mean it's. You know, I think Holo Holo's got legs, and yeah. we're gonna kind of it's keep it grind. Running. It's a grind, yeah. and and uh, but yeah, it's just and you know, for me, it's like it's crazy to sound, crazy to say, but like for me, like we want to add all these festivals, but like I I want to spend more time with my family. Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like I don't want to create all this yeah. and then like just be like grinding the whole time. Like I did the grind, I'm doing the grind, yeah. but like I want to make sure that like I'm not missing any of my daughter's swim yeah. meets or I'm not missing any of her plays or whatever. Like I'm not yeah. missing any of that because oh, that's yeah. what's the that's important it, part. Exactly, yeah. it's a huge part. That's why we grind. That's we, why we do what we yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. So we're able to be there with our kids and like fortunately, like we own our own business, right? So like I can like. You know what? I'm taking off today. Taking a to break. Go, yeah. I'm going to go hang out with my kid because yeah. that's what I want to do, and I need that mentally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's good for her because I want her to grow up with you know with a, a dad and a, and a mom that's really present. Yeah. And, you and don't want them that. to be like, oh, they they weren't they were never never there. Yeah. They're yeah. you know they're at a festival <laughs> again. Those damn fan damn festivals. You know. But and another woman, Kenna, she grew up in the festival she, life. She's, but she's growing up in a the part. Yes. Yeah. She's growing she's up. Definitely in a part it, of the family because everyone kind of knows that this is where it's family oriented, right? And a lot of the festivals that we do are all ages, family, and you see at the festival, you would think you would be the guy who was pulling your hair out, Well, really, you, you know, you're taking McKenna to one of the vendors, yep, and, yep. and I think that's what's important when people see you at your festivals. Yep. They don't see you all stressed out. No. They don't see you yelling at, at people that to do what you need to do because no. you've built this machine, yep. and it's and like I said, this machine that you guys see didn't happen overnight. No. It's been a grind yep. from this local boy from Ever Beach. That's right, man. <laughs> that's right. Campbell all the way, man. But yeah, I mean, you, know, you said it, man. Like, I think it's important for me, and that's how I lead, right? That's yeah. as a leader, like I can't have my team looking at me like, holy cow, is Dan's like stressed out yeah. or I like I'm yelling at people. That's never been my style, yeah. right? I've always been I've always been relaxed. Sometimes people say, Oh, you're a little you know, you look you look a little too relaxed. But yeah. you know, but I you know, but then like I you know, there I try not to use the word stress because yeah. like stress is not a good word, right? Yeah. Sometimes there's overwhelming times where like, holy cow, there's a lot going on yeah. or you know, more of my stress, you, honestly, from the festival space comes from like, oh God, we're going to lose a bunch of money this yeah. year, you know, like, or whatever it might be. Like money is kind of like the, the, the issue sometimes, but you know, like I have such a great team, man. Our team is so outstanding and, and, you know, Amy, you know, is, has done such a great job with like kind of curating this team. Like she's kind of like the vision on kind of like who we need. Yeah. Like right now we're looking for a couple new people to bring on to the team. Yeah. Um, and I think that will continue to help us grow because mm -hmm. if I can be in the role of like, just like, kind of watching what we're doing, looking 
one year, two year, yeah. you know, two years out, then I can cut, you know, then, then that's like, that's where, that's where my vision Ooh. is. That's where my role is, you know? So it's cool yeah. to do it about yourself. Would you move a lot further and a lot stronger with a 100%. team? Right? I, it's dude, it is all about the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I am one piece of the puzzle. You yeah. know what I mean? Granted, I'm like at the top of the food chain in that particular instance, maybe food chain's not the right word, but <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm absolutely. like, but like, and, and again, like I, but I, I also lead in the way if something happens, my one somebody on my team makes a mistake, like that's on me. Yeah. That rolls back to me. Yeah. Like in no way am I ever throwing anybody under the bus or like, you know, that was so and so's fault. Yeah. Like no, like at the or end pushing of the day, it off at the yeah, end of the day, it, 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 it falls on yeah. me, and I think that's important. I think my team, you know, really appreciates that because like I have their back. Yeah, you know I mean, like if, if something happens, like that's on me. Your I team's will, a reflection of you, like where you're yeah. not gonna pawn it off on somebody exactly. else. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, I, they were yeah. supposed to do that. Nah, yeah. it should have been me you to make sure they was exactly, doing it. Exactly, exactly. And you don't find a lot of people like that, D. No, man, no, dude. So many people that will throw people under the bus, yeah. dude, and blame you. You know how it is. Yeah. Like, people will blame everybody else but themselves. Like, you got to look inside. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm confident enough to know that I can handle my. I can handle it. Like it's, on. it's all me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's what great. I'm talking about, man. I appreciate your time and just coming over here doing what you do. I wanted to get this podcast. It was important to me because you know a lot of us are family. A lot of us deal with this, and I wanted the public and people to see this podcast and say, oh. That's why. Right. That's why it's successful. That's why it has the longevity. And man, kudos to you and the team, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Come on, you, man. We're going to take this Toscata's toast. Cheers. My brother Dan Sheehan, the man. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Western Conference Podcast. Peace.